are listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. It is such a privilege being with you, and I just want to welcome those of you that are viewing us at Delton and Middleville campuses, and we're expecting God to do an amazing thing with you tonight, and I just want to get us started by telling us a little story, and the story is I heard about this lady who was shopping with her husband, and he asked her not to buy any clothes, and well, she saw a dress in the window, and she thought, well, I'll just take a look at it, and so she decided after she looked at it for a while to try it on, and then after she tried it on, she really liked it a whole lot, and she bought it in secret, and a couple of days later, her husband discovered that, he, that she bought this dress after he told her not to buy anything else. And he was really upset. And she explained to him that, you know, she looked at it, she tried it on, and it looked so good that Satan tempted her to buy it. And she just couldn't resist it. And he said, well, why didn't you just do what Scripture tells you to do and ask Satan to get behind you? And she says, well, I did, but he got behind me and he said it looked even better from the back. So anyway, uh, we're continuing in our series and our series has been transformation. And transformation is God's idea. God is the one who came up with transformation. Jesus said it this way, that if you really want to be my disciple, you must take up your cross. You must deny yourself, take up your cross, and then come and follow me. In another place, he says to the disciples, I want you to come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. This is a transformational process. But the transformational process can be extremely confusing when it comes to the way that we live our lives each and every day. And so what I want to do in this talk is to actually talk a little bit about the God that we serve. One of the reasons why we can trust in the transformational process is because of what we know about God. And there is so much that has been revealed about God. And I'm not going to tell you everything that's been revealed about God, but I want to talk about four things that we know specifically from God's Word about who God is. <clears throat> the first thing is, is that the God that we serve is an omnipotent God. Now, omnipotent is simply two words. Omni means all, and potent means powerful. Not only all potent, but also all potential. So the life that God is calling us to God has the power and the capacity to help us get there. This is the reason why Jesus says, I need you to follow me. And the second thing that we know about God from Scripture is that God is also omnipresent. Now, sounds like a really, really big word, but let me break it down for you. Omni means all in the Greek. 
and present means all present. The psalmist said it this way, if I ascend up into the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed down in the depths of the earth, you are there. Where can I go to flee from your presence? So God is all present. So whenever he is calling us to something, and whenever he's calling us away from something, we need to clearly understand that God is already there in our future. This is the reason why he will say to us, there are certain things that I know that will not be good for you because he knows what it will come out like in our future. So there are some things that we have in our lives. So Jesus says it this way, you can actually do some things that will cause you to lose your life, and you can do some things that will cause you to save your life. So this thing is so confusing, and the reason why it's so confusing is because one thing is all packaged inside of another. The, the capacity to save your life and the capacity to lose your life is all here in the same package. And then the third way that God describes himself for us in Scripture is he is omniscient. Now, omniscient is, again, two Greek words. The first word is all, and the second one is knowing. So we can actually have confidence that God knows what he's doing when he asks us to do something. And he's not asking us because he's trying to take our fun away. He's not asking us because he's trying to take the joy of us experiencing things the way that we want. He's asking us because he knows what's best for us. But not only that, he knows what we really want. That's why he says, I want you to come, deny yourself, Take up your cross and come and follow me. Now, the fourth way, and this is the last one I'm going to get into, but there's many of these. You can study them. But the fourth way is he is infinite. So when you start with infinity, the first number is one, second number is two, third number is three, and you can go on and on and on and never come to an end to the numbers. But you can also do a minus one, and you can do a minus two, and you can do a minus three. And if you go in that direction, you will never come to the end of the numbers. You can count this way. You'll never come to the end of the numbers. You can count that way. You can never come to the end of the numbers. The God that is in relationship with us, the God that chooses to be in relationship with us is capable. He's very capable. We are present. We're not omnipresent. I can only be in one place at one time. But the God that we serve is already in our future with us, and he knows what is best for us. This is the reason why he calls us to trust him. This is the reason why he says to lean on him. And then if this is really complicated, 
and very difficult to understand, and God knew that it would be, that we wouldn't always understand his omnipotence, that we wouldn't always understand his omnipresence, that we wouldn't always understand his all-knowing and his infinite knowledge, infinite understanding, infinite capability of judging. He knew that we wouldn't understand that, and that's the reason why he sent us his son. So let's go to John chapter 1 and actually look at what it has to say about the Son. It says it this way in John 1, 1 through 5, in the beginning was the Word. So the Word was right in the beginning with God. And then it says, and the Word was God. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things that were made were made. Without him nothing was made. And then here's a verse I want you to really focus on. In him was life. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. So in Christ is the life, and the life that is in Christ is the light that we're all looking for to know how to make the best possible decisions when it comes to what we should deny and what we should bring along on the journey. And then it says, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. Once again, things are packaged one inside of another. The light is in the same place that the darkness is. Jesus kind of said it this way in John 17. I pray that they may be one, Father, as I am in you, I pray that they will be in me. You see how one thing is packaged one inside of another? He says, in him was life, and the life that each one of us are searching for, the meaning and the purpose that each one of us are looking for in our lives is in his life. The life was inside of him. And then it says, in him was light. And the light that shows us, the light is the light that shows us the way and the truth and the life. We're all looking for the right way. We're, always, we're all looking for the right path. We're all looking for the right decisions to make. We're looking for the right way to live. We're looking for meaning and purpose in our lives. He says that that life is inside of him. Now, I understand that this can be confusing. Light and darkness at the same time. But I want you to know this. Every time you make a decision for obedience, every time you make a decision for submissiveness, every time you make a decision for surrender to his lordship, every time you look at the way things are and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you're just going to trust in what he told you to do, I want you to know that you're casting a vote for the life that he created for you. 
So we have to make a decision. Am I going to cast a vote for light or am I going to cast a vote for darkness? And in Luke, Jesus kind of says it this way, this rich young lawyer, wasn't really a lawyer like we think of lawyers today, but this rich young expert in the law of God comes to Jesus and tries to trick him up. And he says to him, uh, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. That's hard. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus replied, do this and you will live. That is very difficult to do. This is the reason why Jesus asked us to do something else that we could do, deny ourselves. Why do we deny ourselves? In the name of love. Take up your cross. That is the public execution of those things that are keeping me from God's best. And then he says, I want you to follow me. And that's the process of becoming the person that God created for each one of us to be. This is overwhelming. And it can be very difficult, especially in moments in our lives. But if we want to give ourselves to his leadership, if we want to give ourselves to his control, we're going to have to follow. So I have a suggestion for you that might be a little bit easier just in case you don't understand everything about his omnipotence. Just in case you don't understand about his omnipresence. Just in case that his omniscience doesn't really make that much sense because most of these things bring up a lot of other questions that we all ask as people. I want to turn our attention to a passage of Scripture that I think that any of us can do, especially those of us who've made a choice to follow Jesus with our lives. And it's in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. It's a very, very familiar passage of Scripture, but even if you haven't heard it before, it says, trust in the Lord. That's pretty much the sum of the gospel right there. Trust in the Lord. And we need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Now, we talked about, I think it was in week two, the heart is part of the mind. So we need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, with all of our minds. We need to trust him. And then he says, lean not on your own understanding. It doesn't come down to what I can understand. It comes down to what God understands. It doesn't come down to what I can figure out. It comes down to what God has already figured out. You know, being a disciple, a disciplined one that follows Jesus, in the ancient world, you know, disciples had to go out and find a rabbi, find a teacher to follow. But Jesus, he came all the way down, and he invited us to follow 
him. So he sent the invitation first because he had a plan. But do we trust in the Lord? And do we trust him with all of our hearts? And do we lean not on our own understanding? And then the third part of it is in all of our ways, submit. Now that's hard. To submit in all of our ways? I mean, what if I got trouble and I got to make a decision real quick? You want me to submit to him in all of our ways? I'll never forget. The night I gave my life to the Lord, I went forward in a little church of about, I don't know, 90, 80, 90 people. And I went up because I knew that this was what I should be doing. I got up to the altar, and I really didn't know what to do. And the pastor says to me, do you really want to give your life to Jesus? And I said, yeah. He said, well, just kneel down there and tell him what you've done and that you're sorry for it. And I will never, never, never forget. And I said, well, yeah, but what does that mean? He says, well, are you willing to allow him to manage you? And I understood that because I had had a life in which I managed people. And I knew what it meant to be under new management. Listen, self-denial and allowing your, the things that are inside of us to be publicly executed and then to follow Jesus means that we come under new management. That's what it's talking about here where it says, in all of your ways, submit to him. And if you submit to him in all of your ways, he will make your path straight. Now, it might be straight, but it might be tight. But I want you to know that the straight and the narrow way is the right way, but it might be straight and it might be narrow and it might be tight that some of the behaviors and some of the things that we've picked up along the journey are just cannot come along with us. So we have to acknowledge him in all of our ways. So trusting in the Lord, and leaning not on our own understanding, and in all of our ways submitting to him, he will make our path straight. And then the last part of the passage says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be wise here. Don't know more than God knows. Don't know more than the Word knows. We have so many people who are so wise today that they have come to a conclusion that whatever God said, he couldn't have meant it that way because we're living in a different day and a different time. This is wisdom where people are wise in their own eyes. And the Bible says that in the last days, people would become so wise in their own eyes that they would become fools. So don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. That word fear there is reverence the Lord. So whenever we make a decision, reverence the Lord. 
when we decide to love, reverence the Lord, when we struggle with frustration and friction and resistance, reverence the Lord. And then it says, shun evil. And that word evil there means an untrue form of existence. An untrue form of existence is when I put my body in this position to hurt you, that's an untrue form of existence, and that's evil. So it says, shun, stay away. Don't put yourself in that position. Put yourself in a position of surrender. And then it says, this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Listen, if you want mental health, if you want to be healthy through and through, if you want to feel whole, I want you to know the life and the nutrients that we need for that type of life. It's in him. It's in him. So let's trust the Lord with all of our hearts. Let's lean not on our own understanding. Let's trust the Lord with our understanding. And let's follow him into transformation. Let's allow him to change us into what he wants us to be and not allow this world to change us into what it wants us to be. Transformation. He says it this way. If anybody wants to be my disciple, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For anyone who saves their life will lose it, and anyone who loses their life for me will find it. And then he says, what profit will it be for a person to gain the whole world and lose their souls. Now, I want to teach you a little prayer that I think that you can pray every day, and we're going to pray it here in just a minute. And we're going to have prayer partners up at the front to pray with you if you want to pray this prayer. But if there's some part of your life you don't think it's submissive, if there's some things that you know for sure that you need to deny, it could be habits, it could be resistance, it could be some things that simply you're not quite sure what all to do with, we're going to have somebody up here to pray with you. So I want to teach you this prayer before we say it together. And the prayer is this, Lord, help us to know that which can be known. Lord, help us to see that which can be seen. See, we have an omnipresent and an omnipotent and a powerful God that can show us if we look and if we listen. And then, Lord, help us to understand that which can be understood. And the reason why we want to do those three things is so we can do that which can be done. Listen. We have to deny ourselves for the sake of the love that he has for each one of us. And we have to deny ourselves so that we can truly fulfill the one commandment that he left when he left this world. He says, I want you to love one another as I have loved you. And then we got to take up our cross. And we're going to take up our cross not just to be taking it up or just to show somebody how we took our cross up, but we do it for the love 
that has been given to us. And then, Lord, we want to follow you. So if you would, I want you to close your eyes and join me in a word of prayer. And I'm going to pray this prayer, and I want you to pray it with me. Lord, help us to know that which can be known. Lord, help us to see that which can be seen. Lord, help us to understand that which can be understood so that we can do that which can be done. And Lord, help us to do that every day, every moment, at every decision that we make in our lives so that we can get to the places that you have created for us to be. And Lord, I thank you that you're already there waiting for us. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's amazing people said, amen. Listen, it's been a privilege being with you and God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tbcweb.com.